0: Five Movies, this is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasperi. This is Frank Pelicone. We're back with episode 41, and uh, The Spin Chagrin was on a break for two weeks. Uh, we did have uh, a little bit of interlude where we released episodes where Frank watched movie trailers and for the first time. So if you haven't catch, caught those yet, you can go back and look at them. But we were back on track with episode 41, and the category from a couple weeks ago was a 2007 movie featuring larry the cable guy um which left frank with um feature film um right which left frank with one option which was frank uh
1: delta farce which is a parody film of uh, it just it's a play off of delta force but it's not really a parody of delta force um it's just i don't know
0: it's just a bad movie um timely title yeah, I guess two thousand and seven, so. right? Um, um
1: uh, <laughs> so as far as Larry the Cable Guy, uh, Bill Engvall, DJ Qualls, Danny Trejo, um, and Keith David, um, uh, how to talk about this movie? You know, I was thinking about this when I was on vacation, like. I used to pride myself on only watching movies that I felt were going to be good. And, like, you don't always see good movies, and sometimes movies you watch are of questionable quality. But, by and large, like, most movies that I watched, I enjoyed. And in the past, like, three years, I've subjected myself to so many just, like, atrocious fucking cinematic shitballs that, mm-hmm. I don't know. now well, let's soldier
0: through, right? Are we... <laughs> so as, as the spin chagrin, are, you, are you, with 10 episodes left after this are you telling me that the spin chagrin is finally starting to like wear you down a little bit you think
2: <sighs>
0: I found myself enjoying a Transformers movie recently so
1: I think it's just like super lowered my standards for what's good hmm. like, I watched Transformers the last night and was like really into it and was laughing at like shit that was happening and Enjoying myself, and then I was so horrified Mm -hmm. that um, yeah, I don't know.
0: All right, it was certainly eyebrow raising when you told me that. It's like
1: "Hmm." I'm going to go back and watch it again and just see. Yeah, because um, I'm sick. By the way, I got some kind of like fucking uh, Mekong Delta. So Chris muted me while I was blowing my nose, so I have no idea where this cut off. So I'll just start from my opening spiel about this goddamn movie. So the movie opens with a series of three vignettes outlying your three main characters. Um, first one is Larry the Cable Guy's character, um, who is Larry. He's a waiter at a Ponderosa-style um, smorgasbord restaurant kind of place. Um, this, the movie opens with him... Oh, the movie opens with this, like, colonel in the army giving a speech to a bunch of recruits talking about how he often gets asked what makes a hero, um, what are the qualities of a hero, do heroes even exist, and then Larry the Cable Guy wearing, like, a cowboy outfit with two plates of food saying, somebody say Heroes? And he puts two pe- two Plates of sandwiches down in front of people And this woman Pulls this really long hair Out of her sandwich And he says don't worry ma'am I've been using conditioner <clears throat> And then oh, This like attractive blonde Comes up and is like Larry we really need to talk and he's like Oh baby does this talk mean That I can bend you over The diaper change station What the and- fuck
0: Are you serious?
1: Yeah. And she says, No, Larry, I'm pregnant. And so he's like, Oh my God, I'm so happy you're having my baby. So Oh, okay,
0: this is at least his
1: Oh, it's his girlfriend. Okay. So I thought this was just
0: random waitress.
1: No, no, it's just his girlfriend. Okay. So he drags her over to the cash register where they have like a microphone. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, I want to announce that this beautiful woman is having my baby. And they're like, oh, and everybody claps. And then he says, and and I got to do this now. And he gets down on one knee and he's like, baby, I love you more than anything. You're the love of my life. Will you marry me? And she says, Larry, the baby's not yours. And he says, what? And then this woman, oh, and he says the salad bar is free for an hour as a result. And so this woman says, She's got a bun in the oven, but the recipe's not yours, but is the salad bar still free and he says, "Lady, you look like you ain't ever seen a salad in your entire life, and like but I'm bum you know mm. bad jokes, right? bad jokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um so then it ends. It's the end of that scene, so then it cuts to Bill Angball, who's playing bill um who's children are beating a mailman with golf clubs and who's drinking a beer on a recliner in front of his trailer and this guy comes up and is like oh and then his wife comes out and yells at him for the kids like acting wild and his friend is there drinking a beer with him this guy that's not in the movie ever again and and i don't even think has a name and says man you sure make married marital bliss look good and Bill's like yeah it's the best thing ever blah 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 but then sometimes you just want to fucking kill them oh, and, then, and then that's that's like the joke and then that scene cuts <laughs> and then DJ Qualls you, you're you familiar with who DJ Qualls oh, is right? I, yeah I know who DJ okay. Qualls is yeah. so DJ Qualls is inside
0: a storage unit for people who don't know who DJ Qualls is describe for me DJ Qualls wow <sighs>
1: If E.T. and a box of great value spaghetti had a baby, that's DJ Qualls. Okay. Brittle and alien. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. He
1: he looks like he looks like he looks like he wants to molest you. I don't know. That's 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 the look of DJ. Qualls. There's a
0: there there yeah. There's a clamminess that comes along with
1: molestation. I
0: think yeah. He
1: just the slack-jawed yokel made flesh from The Simpsons. I don't know. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah, right. so yeah. many terrible things you can say about this horrendous looking man that somehow made a career in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. More power to him, I guess. Sure.
2: Yeah.
1: So he plays Everett because he can't be DJ Um, because he wasn't on the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, so they're not trying to, like, hype him up. He's just, like, the, right. the third member of this ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. So he's getting ready to fuck his inflatable blow up doll in the storage unit that he's living in. And he opens the door, and there's this Russian man that yells at him for living in the storage unit. And then says, And by the way, we keep getting reports of some pervert exposing himself to the waitresses at the Denny's with a samurai sword. And you see him like push the samurai sword behind the behind a box with his foot and he's like yeah a bunch of perverts around here mm. so not only is he i mean he's obviously a sexual deviant in some way this is your you know these are your heroes mm-hmm. so it turns out that they're all weekend warriors they're like um, they're in the army reserve or whatever and once a month they go out to this old abandoned like reserve base and get drunk and shoot guns at like different things and basically like waste a weekend. Right. So they create this subplot where the war on terror is um going going poorly and they're looking to pull people from anywhere they can to send to Iraq to fight the war on terror. So they have this idea that they're going to take this hard ass um Drill Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Kilgore, that's the Keith David character, mm-hmm. to get some. They have this, they're, they're looking and they're like, well, we have this platoon, we have this unit of reservists in this town and wherever, and we haven't like ever called them up, and they never report to the actual active duty. So they're like, well, send Sergeant Kilgore to get him. So Keith David goes to get Larry the Cable Guy. Bill Engvall and D.J. Qualls. So Larry the Cable Guy is having Bill Engvall throw all the things he ever gave his girlfriend up in the air. And he's shooting them, like skeet shooting them. Okay. And the one thing is a scale. And he's like, I got that for 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 Valentine's Day last year. I know, I'm such a romantic. And he blows that up. So then Keith David shows up and he's like, you know, doing the drill sergeant, like fucking Arlie army shit and yelling at him, but they're idiots. They don't get it. So then DJ Paul shows up with a bunch of pornography and Slim Jims and offers Keith David pornography and Slim Jims. So then Keith David's like, no, you're going to whatever the army base and they're like oh we've never had to do that before He's like well this is whatever New World Order or some shit So he takes some to the army bees So they start drilling And It's just like it's a parody I guess Of the Full Metal Jacket Like um, Boot camp scenes and mm-hmm. stuff But they're all like fucking up And You know like they can't do push ups And DJ Qualls is trying to, like, pro-wrestle Bill Angball in the mud pit where they're supposed to be doing the um, pugilism thing. Mm-hmm. Like, with the stick with the two, like, padded balls on the end. And <laughs> Larry is um, just an idiot. I don't know. So, Keith David's is like, all right, I'm making Larry the cable guy, the squad leader. Mm. And he's like, but don't take that as anything good. It's because there's only three of you. And I'd rather have the idiot than the mongoloid or the candy ass so then they're like all right it's time to go to iraq and all three of them are like oh my god we didn't sign up to go to iraq they're like well you signed up to be in the reserves and that's part of being in the reserves he, and Keith was like so get your candy asses on the plane so bill engball in there the cable guy run off and dj call stands there and he's like didn't you hear me and he said, well, sir, you said for all the candy asses to get on the plane, and clearly I'm the mongoloid. <laughs> but i So then he gets on the plane, too. Uh-huh. So I'm on the plane, and DJ Qualls is talking about all the ways you can kill a man. But he keeps referencing, like, Chuck Norris moves and Arnold Schwarzenegger moves. <clears throat> and so Larry gets super annoyed because they're trying to sleep on their way to Iraq. Mm-hmm. So, he's like, I'm going to go sleep in the Humvee. So, all three of them go back and get into the Humvee that's in the back of this, like, transport plane. And they fall asleep. And then, Keith David wakes up and he's like, where where the fuck are these idiots? So, he goes and he's, like, looking for them, like, goddamn candy asses. And then, the plane starts hitting turbulence. So, he falls over and his foot gets caught. It's actually kind of reminiscent of some... Um, snow or not not snow dogs but um snow buddies right okay <laughs> um because his foot gets caught in this like um the lanyard of like this like cargo container what, and have, then... what
0: have we done with our lives where it's like you're like you know what it's kind of like snow buddies and i'm like oh okay you're like this, this is where we're at in life oh you know my god man. it should
1: have red carded you with this movie
0: ah uh... <laughs>
1: whatever i suffer alone. um so of course like the plane has turbulence and the thing that's never happened in the history of time happens which is that the pilots have to open the hatch and dump cargo in order to lose weight to get above the turbulence so of course they dump all this cargo in the humvee so it all falls out but it's attached to parachutes so keith david is like hanging upside down by his foot parachuting down underneath like Presumably hundreds, if not thousands, of pounds of like ordnance. And Larry the Cable Guy, and Bill Engvall, and DJ Qualls are parachuting down in um, a Humvee. So they land, they're in the desert. They find Sergeant Kilgore, and he's dead. So they bury him. <clears throat> um, so they're in the middle of the desert, and they're like, all right, we got to figure out what to do. And he's Larry the Cable Guy's like, I guess we got dropped behind enemy lines and we got to find our way to the platoons. So they pull out a map of like Iraq and they're like, Oh, we're going to go to Islamabad or whatever. So they get into, um, Oh, so there's then a scene where DJ Qualls is like, they're, they're burying Kilgore and DJ Qualls is pissing in a, um, a canteen. And, like what are you doing and he's like don't you ever watch the survival things when we run out of water we got to drink our own piss so and this comes back later so just keep this mm-hmm. in mind so it's, this is not just like a one-off like hilarious gag so he like screws the lid on and puts it down so they get in the humvee and they're like all right we got to go to this place so they drive as they drive off they drive away from a sign that the humvee landed on that said like mexico city 50 miles or something like that so this is the joke is that they thought they were going to Iraq, but really they're just in Mexico. Sure, It's an Arrested Development joke from right several years before this movie came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, they drive off and they get to this, like, they find this ramshackle, like, shack that's got just a generic, like, Mexican man painted on the side. And in this instance, they make a joke about uh, what is they? What do they call? They call them carpet riders. That's that. That's what they call like Arabic people as carpet riders. To okay. so make a carpet riders joke, then they say the guy looks like Rashish down from the Seven Eleven. Jesus Christ! They argue about whether or not the Mexican caricature looks like an Indian man. Um, and then there's two Mexican men that are like just they have a burrow and they're just walking through the desert. Cause of course. Um, so,
0: and it's like, I get it. Like in the sense of like, obviously they know that it's like the com. some of the comedy of this is that they know it's like f- fucked up. Right. Like, you know, that it's like, that there's an ignorance there, but I'm still no less annoyed like at all, because they're still like making fun of the idea that this kind of ignorance exists to some You didn't, degree, you, but- you
1: didn't even see it. So, <laughs> um, so they'd say, Larry, as the squad leader, is like, "All right, we're gonna approach these men with caution, and remember, we don't shoot unless, we don't fire unless we're fired upon." So we're gonna go talk to them. So DJ Qualls is like, "I'm gonna take them out," and they're like, "No, like we're not gonna like start shooting because there's you know friendlies around. Like you can't just, just like kill people." So he's like, "Okay, I understand." And then he gets up and he shoots the burrow. And the burrow dies. Falls awesome. over dead. Okay. All right. So they approach him and they're like, don't kill these people. He's like, I can kill them now. I can take them both out. They're like, no, you fucking lunatic. Like, just calm down. So of course the men are Mexican, and they're like, What are these people doing? And they're speaking in Spanish. Um, so eventually what transpires is the men realize that these three idiots think that they're in iraq because they're talking about saddam hussein mm-hmm. and they're like well let's get them to take care of our problem real quick um so they're like freedom 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 and larry the cable guy like marks out and is like oh we're gonna liberate you so they take them to their village that's being overrun by bandits but it's only like four bandits it's not like a whole bunch of bandits um so they they go into town and they end up Um, capturing one of the bandits and chasing the other three off because they have, you know, machine guns and heavy ordnance and the bandits have like knives and pistols. Mm -hmm. So this sets up the subplot where the this young attractive Mexican lady like is making eyes at Larry the Cable Guy and then they tell them that Larry the Cable Guy is a general and they're there to liberate him and like whatever and even though it's Mexico, like nobody's speaking English yet. Like they're all still speaking Spanish okay. and none of them like recognize Spanish as a language. So they think they're all speaking Arabic. Um, so they start like helping out with other stuff around town. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. Then this old man comes up and he's like the mayor of the town or whatever. And he speaks English. And he's like, thank you for liberating us. And they're like, oh, you know, blah, blah, Saddam Hussein. And he's like, but you're a Met. And then he gets cut off and they keep talking. Mm. And they go to the local cantina and they're like, let's let us feed you. And they're like, what's this delicacy? And they're like, it's tacos. And they're like, oh, these are just like the tacos back home. (laughs) So weird that you have tacos in Iraq. And so still nobody says anything. So, there's a bunch of people, like, I mean, they're wearing, like, what you would call, like, the racist, like, traditional Mexican garb, like, the men are wearing, like, ponchos and stuff, and the women are wearing, like, the brightly colored dresses and shit. Um, so, I, I, I texted you and Orion, because this is fucking Orion's fault anyway, <laughs> that I actually laughed out loud at one scene in this movie. So after a series of misadventures where they're like drinking Corona and whatever, um Larry the cable guy says something and Bill Ingball's like, Well, have you ever considered that we may just be in Mexico? And then Larry the Cable Guy, like, it, <laughs> it does this ridiculous thing like where he's holding his head and the camera's like spinning around him. And they're using a bunch of different color filters. Like his world is all askew. And Mm -hmm. he's like, Mexico, Mexico, Mexico. And it's showing like a piñata and then like Corona. and It's actually like, it's really well done and really funny. Like, and I, I legitimately laughed out loud. And then I immediately hated myself so much for laughing out loud at this part. So then they realized they're in Mexico and Larry, the cable guy's like, look, we basically just committed an act of war in a sovereign nation. Like, we, and I swear to God, this is like actual dialogue. It's so unbelievable. Uh huh. We basically just committed an act of war in a sovereign nation. Like, we can't be here. We could get in a lot of trouble for, you know, like representing the U.S. Army in a, a friendly, like, nation, even mm-hmm. if we're, whatever, like, doing the right thing. And then um, the Mexican woman that he's in love with comes up and she's like, oh. But Senor Larry, blah blah blah, and he's like, "Oh well, get her done." Um. So then, Keith David wakes up and like claws his way out of the dirt, and is all pissed off because they left him for dead. And he's been there for like a day, so the man mm-hmm. was buried alive. He should be dead, like legitimately. Right. Dead. He's not. Right. So he wakes up and he like, oh, I'm so parched. So he grabs the canteen. Pours it all over himself, takes a drink, but it's piss. Ah, ah right. These assholes, they got me. Uh huh. So then he starts walking off. So then two like cholos roll up in a low rider, and they're like, um, he's like, what does he call him? Do you? He calls everybody something. It's like pencil dick or something like that, but it's not quite that. I can't remember what it is. So he's like, can you pencil dicks give me a ride? And they're like, oh, tequila? And he's like, oh, yeah, tequila. look, glug, glug. Oh, delicious. So they're like talking to each other in Spanish. And then they say, do you want to take him back to the place and do what we did with the others? And he's like, yeah, it's a good idea. So like, yeah, hop in. So... Then it's back to Larry and all his people. Mm-hmm. So you find out that um, there's this bandit leader named Carlos Santana, but not the singer. Right um who's they that's that's the running joke with carlos santana is it's not the singer Mm -hmm. (laughs) who's leading this group of men that's like basically terrorizing It's kind of like a seven samurai story at that point okay actually in hindsight i guess this that's more what this is a parody of is seven samurai in a way okay which is even more depressing um so danny trejo um, he's the leader of the Banditos. He's Carlos Santana. So they have... They're talking about how his men got chased out of uh, La Miranda's name of the town. Um, Got chased out of La Miranda. And... Fuck, what is that actor's name? God damn it. Um, how they need to go and get revenge, but they can't do it tonight because tonight is, um, it's the weekend and they can't work on the weekend. So Danny Trejo is like, bring out the entertainment and they bring Jeff Dunham out with his stupid fucking jalapeno on a stick thing. Mm -hmm. And so he starts doing his shtick, which is making racist Mexican jokes. Um, and Danny Trejo shoots the jalapeno. And Jeff Dunham oh. passes out. Um, so then Danny Trejo's like, But it's karaoke night. So he starts singing what does he say? I will survive maybe or something, I don't know. Sounds about right. Um, so then it cuts back to the two cholos from the um the Keith David scene. Uh, getting thrown out of this house and Keith David running out and he's wearing a bra and panties and like sheer red like lingerie mm-hmm. with lipstick and he's mm-hmm. like you pencil neck perverts what are you doing to me? Um, so then he gets on a moped and rides off like while wearing this costume so right. then cuts back so <laughs>
0: fucking respected, Ball. respected actor too you can you just Doing that shit Bill Engvall finds out that there's a
1: phone nearby, so he wants to go call his wife because he's afraid she'll be super mad at him if she realizes that um he's in Mexico and Iraq. So he calls her and he tells her like, "Look, I'm in Mexico. Like, we're trying to get out of here." Blah blah blah. And she's like, "You're supposed to be in Iraq. Why aren't you in Iraq, man?" Um. So him using the phone alerts uh, Carlos Santana's you know gang of banditos that he's there um so they capture him and they all come back to town and it's Danny Trejo and his team and then Larry the Cable Guy is the only one there and he's got um his m16 and Danny Trejo is like what are you gonna do kill all of us and Larry the Cable Guy is like nah I'm just gonna shoot you he's like oh well that's a really good point I don't want to get shot so they let Bill Langball go and then Bill Angball picks up his guns. Now it's DJ Qualls, Zangball, and Larry that have their guns pointed at him. And Keith David shows up and walks right in front of the standoff and takes all the guns away from the three of them. And what happens there? I don't know. You tell then me. Then it, I'm trying to remember. It all it's all it's all it's all blur. Um Anyway, this firefight ensues and they end up chasing off most of the bandits, but the girl, the love interest for Larry the Cable guy gets kidnapped by Danny Trejo. Okay. No, is that what happens? No. Does Bill Angle get kidnapped? No. No, the girl definitely gets kidnapped by Danny Trejo and taken back to their um hacienda so then they formulate so then Keith David is like look we gotta leave because you know we're in a sovereign nation and we can't be here as a military then Larry the Cable Guy is like well I gotta go save that woman and we have the ability to do it and blah 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 so everybody then changes their minds like yeah let's go do this shit like rescue her So they go there, and no, it's not the woman. It's Keith David gets kidnapped. Yeah, so as
0: I'm reading through this now, that's what it looks
1: like. Right, it's Keith David gets kidnapped. Um, Because he's in, even though they fight him off, he's in the, I don't know, their truck, like the bed of their truck or whatever. Right. So then... He gets turned over to the gay nephew of Carlos Santana, who forces him to sing karaoke with him. I can't remember what song it is, but it's really bad. Mm -hmm. And it's implied that, like, for some reason, Keith David is, like, the object of homosexual lust for, like, all these people in Mexico, Mm -hmm. which
0: I didn't understand that. Mm. So. Sure, there's some awful, probably racist reason for it. Probably. So they're like, well, let's go take, let's go take out La
1: Miranda now. And Danny Trejo is like, we'll do it in the morning because tonight is wrestling. And then there's like a luchador in the, in the ring, like beating people up. Mm, okay. So they infiltrate the camp and DJ Qualls puts on like a luchador costume and starts wrestling this guy in the ring and ends up beating him. He has like actual, like he's doing like a Hurricane Rana. And like a Pile driver, and he beats this guy and he becomes like this legend, and all they're ah! okay. all like freaking out for this like scrawny little asshole. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He looks like, if you're familiar with the AEW, he looks like Serpentico. Mm. Like a complete joke. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, they end up rescuing Keith David and blowing up a bunch of trucks and escaping. Um, so they go back to La Miranda and they're like. You know, we basically, like, we have to end this. Um, we have to stay and, and help them. Like, we can't, because Keith Davis is like, we just have to leave now. And he's like, no. <clears throat> this one, Larry the Cable Guy convinces them they have to stay and, like, fight. So, it turns out that for some reason, um, Carlos Santana, oh, they have a Sherman tank from World War II. Because they traded it from the U.S. government. For fifteen thousand chiclets or something like that, okay, is like the joke, which I didn't even get. That joke, I didn't know chiclets were like a Mexican candy, but I guess they are. I, don't know. Oh, I okay. love chiclets. <laughs> um, I love chiclets when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, so they end up like fighting against whatever, and uh, a bunch of shit happens, and DJ Qualls like wrestles the an RPG. From Larry the Cable Guy, and ends up shooting it up in the air, and then everybody scatters, and it blows up this old well that causes water to flow again. So, um, so then they go to this Mexican. There's <laughs> a joke in the movie. I, I I didn't just laugh at this. I just laughed at myself for remembering this. Don't think I was laughing at this movie except the one time. There's a joke that happens a few times where. Larry the cable guy has a gun pointed at Trejo and Trejo's got a gun pointed at him mm-hmm. and they're talking about how it's a Mexican standoff and Danny Trejo's joke is like well, we're in Mexico so down here we just call it a standoff and it's like but bum mm. so mm-hmm. at the end of the movie he's got the girl with a gun to her head and Larry the cable guy's got a gun to him and he's like so I guess this is what you really call the Mexican standoff and Larry the cable guy's like well, I'm going to shoot you and he's like well, I'm going to shoot her He's like I don't think you can get out of this one gringo. So then a helicopter appears and a sniper shoots the gun out of Danny Trejo's hand. Um and he falls over like ah. And and by the way no one ever dies in this movie. Like not a single casualty occurs. Hmm. People just like get shot at and run away. It's like watching GI Joe kind of. gun. <laughs> um so the U S army's there and you know, they liberate the towns liberated and all the banditos are arrested. And they're like, this man in a suit comes and he's like, um, Bill Engvall's wife kept calling us until like, we had to come down here and see what was up. Cause she was like so angry that he wasn't at home mowing the lawn. And he's like, Oh, she's such a bitch, but I love her. Bob. Um, Oh, he gets shot in the ass. I'm sorry, he does get
0: shot in the ass. Well, the He's movie wouldn't be complete with some somebody getting shot in the ass. Yeah. Know. Oh, I I
1: forgot. So there's a really. So I mentioned the Keith the Keith David like drinking the piss thing. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene where Larry, Bill, and DJ are sitting on the back of the Humvee eating um MREs, you know, like the rations. Mm-hmm. Um, and Larry's complaining that the MRE he has gives him gas. And so Bill Engvall's like, well, fine, I'll trade you. He's like, I got the beef stew. I'll take your whatever it is. And he's like, Larry, your dip is in here. So Larry's like taking his like chew out, like his smokeless tobacco. Okay. And put it in this MRE. So they leave it sitting on a whatever, like a crate. And then when, before Keith David comes across the rapist Mexicans, Mm-hmm. Um, He finds it and he's like, oh, at least they left me something to eat. And he takes a big bite of it. So he eats like Larry the Cable yeah, Guy's shit. Jesus dip. Christ. Yeah. Um, I'm really not doing like the racism of this movie justice because there's a bunch of terrible shit that like gets said in this movie. Right. Eh, but let's just get through it. So this man says that, you know, this guy from the government's like, look, we're going to we can get you out of this but we got to cooperate and they're like okay so what they say is that it was a special like black ops team that was going to um like stop the spread of terror from mexico into the united states or whatever um and so they're all heroes so it's cuts back to the opening scene where the guy's like giving the speech sure and he's giving medals to everyone um Thanking them for their service. Uh, uh-huh. So what ends up happening is then it shows like what happened to everyone and Keith David opened like a boot camp booty like strength training service for like rich people in Florida. Uh, <laughs> Bill Engvall sued the Mexican government because she got shot in the butt and is like now like living in Beverly Hills in a mansion. Um, DJ Qualls went back to Mexico and became like the mass legend known as Carne Asada Um, and like has an undefeated streak of like 24 wins. Mm -hmm. And then Larry, the cable guy opened a uh, bar in Cabo or whatever Cabo and married um, the Mexican lady. And then happily ever after. So (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) How
0: is that not... I'm blowing, just...
1: I'm blowing my nose again. Don't fucking mute me.
0: How is that not... Like... Because it, it doesn't even... It doesn't even, like, uh, sound interesting. So how is the Chagrin score, like, not just, like, through the roof to me? Because I feel
1: like this is a movie that could have been made... With some minor tweaks, alongside of something like Three Amigos, it's generally it's like or like Hot Shots Part Deux or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, uh huh. It's racist, but it's like genially, 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 genially racist. Okay. You know, it's not like it's never like condescending towards Mexican people. It's condescending towards the idiocy of the Americans right? I that are it. so, you know, there's not as much like poop jokes and fart jokes and stuff, you know, That's... I don't even know if anybody farts in the movie, mm. which is really weird. Right. Because yeah. it's, it's mostly like making fun of them and their ignorance. Sure. But it also is... I mean, actually, it's kind of like an all right parody of, like, Seven Samurai, in a way. Or, like, Magnificent Seven, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't do it well, but the story is fine there. You know, the idea of, like, the people being in the wrong country. I mean, it feels like kind of like a bad, like, Woody Allen-esque comedy from the early 70s. Like, or mid-70s, before he, like, became Woody Allen.
0: Mm-hmm. Something like
1: Bananas or... um What's Up, Pussycat, or whatever that movie right, is called. Right, I gotcha. Um, what is that movie called? It's not What's Up, Pussycat, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, I, I love that movie. This man says his mustache could eat my beard. Um, It's just not as grotesque, you know? There's grotesquerie in it, but, like, Larry the Cable Guy Colin Health Inspector is so aggressively anti-everything like it's purpose is to like beat you down Mm -hmm. and make you feel gross and this movie is actually meant to kind of even though it's like ridiculous and goofy and whatever it's supposed to make you feel like positive about these men like liberating this town and whatever because they're doing like a good thing and i don't know i don't know it just didn't offend me as much i guess i mean it's still like it's still bad and it still is a terrible movie And an absolute train wreck piece of shit. But I wasn't like... I mean, there's handicap jokes and mental illness jokes and special needs jokes. And, like, Colon Health Inspector just runs the gamut of the absolute worst, like, type of humor you can possibly have. And it's all very mean-spirited. And there's nothing really mean-spirited about this movie
0: it was i can't remember it was health inspector before or after this is before though so it was the, it was the year 2004 i think right yeah 2000 2006 um so it's it's just a year <coughs> before this so huh that's interesting so what's your what's your what's your score on this then if that was a nine this is an eight an eight mm. If he really wanted to get me let me look.
1: I guarantee witless protection is worse. Two thousand. Or Tooth with... Fairy Tooth Fairy
0: Two, maybe. Well doesn't he do something that jingle all the way to as well? He does. Yeah. God, what a do- oh that's a WWE Studios picture. In conjunction with Twentieth Century Fox. Is there a wrestler in that? Yep, Santino Morello. Santino Morello. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but that movie's terrible. Probably. probably. It's
1: also probably rated PG, I would imagine, so.
0: Do you think that there's any? Um. I mean, there there can't be a Larry the Cable Guy movie that's good, right? <sighs>
1: How is that possible? <laughs> right, he's going to argue with you that cars <laughs> is good. Right, he'd be wrong. There's a TV movie called Larry the Cable Guy Get Her Done. I wonder if that's mostly just um. It doesn't have a Wikipedia. It does not have entry. one.
0: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have a. It doesn't have a link.
1: He should have forced me to watch the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. That would
0: have been. Yeah, the guy who directed this, um, he did a lot of uh, the blue collar comedy tour stuff, like 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 those those movies. Um, but he also directed some other things that don't have wiki links, um, such as a movie. And let's see, there's one called The Passenger from '97 that has no wiki link. He directed like uh, some kind of part of. Uh, and, uh, Passion Cove on Cinemax like an episode or something a movie called Love Blind in 2000 that also doesn't have a wiki link um, then he did all the blue collar stuff and then this in the middle so of, so of if and then- if
1: Orion if Orion knew me at all like if he had any like cognizance of who I am as a human being and wasn't like so I don't know wrapped up in whatever he would have made me watch Witless Protection Because here you got Larry the Cable Guy It's Yafet Kodo's Last film role ever before his death Mm -hmm. Then Peter Stormare Eric Roberts Joe Mantegna and Jenny McCarthy Like I guarantee That movie would have made me Die Watching it I would have Been so sad watching like Yafet Kodo In his last Like role before his death have to (laughs) have to act alongside larry the cable guy (laughs) and it would have actually led into what my secret like future goal is which is to watch all of the eric roberts movies Hmm. (laughs) so i would have been able to like cross a bridge there right god yafakoto plays a dual role in this movie Mm -hmm. ricardo Bodie slash alonzo mosley i'm sure it's a secret identity type thing yeah um Oh no, it's his character from Midnight Run. Oh Jesus! Huh. Oh my God!
2: Huh, I if you. I have
1: any, if I have any chance to watch this, you're getting red carded because I think it would be worse for you.
0: It might be. That's funny. I didn't even recognize the name. Um, that's really funny. Midnight Run probably coming, probably coming to you. Next next year. Um <laughs> where I finally get Frank to talk about that movie. You know what I've been doing like while you like describe like the last like boring like thirty minutes of that movie to me is I've been looking at a Star Wars map um of like the galaxy. And um friend of the podcast Mike bledsoe uh text us, uh not long before we started recording this about Kurascant. Um about how Timothy Zong created that and um that led me to um trying to do more research because Frank well you want to you want to explain your your Mandela effect
1: I just have always thought the curissant was a thing like I thought it was talked about in the original trilogy um and I guess what we found out that it was like an insertion in the special editions I guess it's kind of like a nod to Zahn's stuff, Timothy Zahn. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> it, it's, it seems like, looking at the history of it, that it's um that there was always the idea for a planet like that, like the city planet, um, and it was originally supposed to be Alderaan, like, but they just couldn't pull it off, and then when... I guess all like creates that. It ends up like they ended up like taking that and like making it like the, the Imperial City <laughs> Star or Star
1: Wars map of the galaxy. <laughs> did, did, did you get that at the Scholastic book fair?
0: Right, you got that in some Goosebumps and no, fucking.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what's fascinating is that um, Dago like first of all. Bespin and Hoth are like right next to each other. What? Yeah, yeah. And like Dagobah ain't that far away from Bespin. Like they're on the same side of the galaxy and really not that far apart. Where are you looking at this map? I'm not. I don't. I didn't source the material. It's on. It's on Wikipedia. Like if you like read. Is it on? Is it on Wikipedia? No, it's on Wikipedia. Mm, Wikipedia. See, I don't. I don't trust if it's on Wikipedia. Um they even got the stats here, man. There's true two trillion people on that planet. That's population. Horizont? Yeah. Sixty-eight mm. percent of them are human. Racism. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I didn't I, I i didn't I didn't I guess I just didn't get that. Like those those things were that close to one another. Um I never thought about it. I didn't either. I didn't either. Like, I can't find. I've been trying to find Tatooine. It's too big of a map because you have to zoom in on it. Like, um, but Dantooine is um, on the complete other side of the galaxy from all that stuff. Um, there's Alderaan. It's 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 not that far away from Coruscant. There's Krylia. Um, Fucking Star Wars. <clears throat> talk about talk about chagrin. What that turned into? Yeah, you know. There's still
1: some good stuff there. Look, they're remastering Knights of the Old Republic. You can play that and pretend that that was what we got instead, and it'll make you feel better, <laughs> right?
0: Remastering it for what? Like a modern gen? Like,
1: well, they're they've already remastered it on the switch okay. um, then like re-released it but they're actually remaking it for the ps5 Hmm. um which sounds pretty incredible but i don't i i think i had read that something had happened with that but maybe not but i mean i i really like those two games so
2: yeah i did too yeah yeah
1: there's a whole bunch of that's that that's the thing in the past like year plus that's becoming more prevalent is they're going back to all these games that were considered to be like classics when we were younger Mm -hmm. and they're just like remaking them and putting them out again so or games that were like missed like hidden gem quote-unquote games right um like there's a series of uh tactical rpgs like strategic rpgs called front mission that involve um mechs kind of like a like battle tech or whatever um that i i fucking love but the there's a bunch of them that were never released outside of japan so all those games are getting remade and released on the switch in the next couple of months hmm. um, so that's pretty exciting yeah that's that's interesting hmm. so we don't often like talk about i mean we talk about like all kinds of fucking shit yeah um, I want to hype a YouTube channel I've started watching recently. Okay. It's called Justin Hawkins Rides Again. Okay. Um, Justin Hawkins is the lead singer of uh, The Darkness. The, I believe in a thing called Love. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you remember yeah, that song. I remember. <clears throat> so he apparently, like, had all kinds of problems with, like, drugs or whatever. And sort of fell from grace and kind of, like, had some solo projects, but whatever. So I guess, I guess he moved to Sweden to be close to his ex wife and his child, Mm -hmm. and is now just like making these YouTube videos where he watches like other videos and stuff and comments on them. And it is number one. It's really insightful from a like a musical standpoint, but not in a way that's like overly complex with like scales and whatever. Because that stuff like gets beyond me sometimes when I watch um, music like music analysis videos. Sure. But the dude is fucking funny as shit. Like they're mm. hilarious and like not even like mean spirited hilarious, just like he's just a genuinely like warm and funny guy and mm. is very much able like he he has a a video where he analyzes the limp biscuit song Roland. Okay. And it's oh it's 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 pretty amazing. Like and it's really funny. And so <laughs> I um I don't even know how I found him. I I guess it got suggested to me because I was watching I watched this guy called Pat Finnerty who does a series called What Makes This Song Stink Mm -hmm. um, where he like breaks down and he does like really in-depth analysis of like musical structure and I don't know like vocal stylings and whatever but they're really funny like he did um, Hey Soul Sister the Train song um, Danny California the Chili Pepper song But I guess like they got recommended to me because of that. Um, Gotcha. That's another channel you should check out if you have any interest in like musical analysis. The Pat Bitterney Bledsoe and I are both pretty big fans of him. Hmm. Um, But anyway, yeah, uh, Justin Hawkins rides again, Um, and most of his videos are like eight to thirteen minutes long, so it's like not a huge investment to sit down and watch like one or two. Right. Um, But definitely worth your time. So cool. And we got to talk about fucking Midnight Club at some point, but I still haven't finished watching it.
0: Yeah, I probably won't finish it until some point next week, so <clears throat>
1: that's probably true for me too. Yeah.
0: But yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about that at some point um, <laughs> to continue our tradition of like always talking about. Um, although, let me just say this. Flanniverse is real annoying. Because like, I have heard no one talk about Mike Flanagan shows online ever, and I've read tons of like reddit threads and stuff nobody refers to that shit as the flanniverse that is a that is a corporate slogan that they are putting now on on netflix is this is part of the flanniverse and it's real lame that is pretty bad it's real lame fuckers let me spin this wheel let's see what we get getting getting down to the nitty-gritty now this wheel is on my on the desktop for my second monitor it's the only thing that's on. spoof movie <clears throat> the category for next week is spoof movie I'm red carding you okay
1: yeah all right fine Did you hate spoof movies i do i do fucking hate a spoof movie yes that is true
0: that is true this isn't one of my categories is this is did you make this category mm-hmm. up yeah this is i think i made that category up before we ever decided that you were the, the red, red card cards. thing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you're not that much of a masochist
1: <laughs> is this my third red card it is all right cool
0: It is. Um, so what do we got left? We got Yes. So we got nine after after the next week we got nine episodes left. And there are eleven categories left. <laughs> so it is uh one one's gonna one's gonna get left out in the out in the cold um out of all this. So but uh yeah oh well it's still got a lot of gear like your categories on here honestly uh-huh one two three it's, four. A, no, it's five f- it's five and fi- five, five, five. no five and six it's all talking fucking animals for me probably so it's pretty pretty much yeah. pretty much and and i think there's some categories of that's left from from ours that you could turn into talking animal categories because you seem to have a knack for that <clears throat> You can you can make anything into a talking animal category. True.
1: <laughs> I can talk and turn anything into a monkeys doing people things uh-huh. category if I really
0: want to. That's right. Um. All right. So spoof movie, and I'll have to watch the fucking spoof movie. All right. Sounds good. Awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> the hour's getting late.
2: Ah.
0: <sighs> all right so frank will develop a spoof movie we'll be back next week to talk about it um together i guess um so thanks for listening uh go look at that star wars map um see if you can find uh tatooine somewhere thanks for listening all right
1: goodbye
0: (laughs) send me the link
1: all right all right goodbye